0: Welcome to the three-thirds man, one-third scouts podcast. It is episode number thirty-one, and I'm joined by my fellow podcasters, Mr. Ross Smith and Mr. Simon Mann. How are we both? Very well, very well. How are you? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very, very optimistic about the future.
1: Well, that's good to hear.
2: That's good to hear. The world is, <laughs> things are on the up. You've been listening to a lot of D Ream lately, have you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scrap the last... I thought we'll go back... Let's do a bit of th- throwback Thursday. Go back to the, the 1990s.
2: What else have you stuck on, Yazoo?
0: The only way is up. Yeah. <laughs> one of rest I've got on my playlist, actually? What was, it, was it the... There was was there not a football song related. There was, a, uh, oh, I don't know. There was some. It was a Yazoo song that was related to some sort of football show that I watched. That's on my. That's on my Spotify playlist. So yeah, I have got some Yazoo on my, play, on my playlist
1: actually. I love I love listening to what your generation are into. <laughs> <laughs> this I, what is this? What you guys listened to before you before Atomic <laughs> Kitten became a uh, big deal. <laughs>
0: Well funn- funnily enough there was something um I was watching something about uh, there was I was, must have been a show uh, something on the news about music and they said that you stop listening to new music when you get when you get to 33 or when you no. get or you, you stop really caring about new music so when you get to about 33 they've done this study it must have been on radio 1 or something like that and yeah, um definitely when you turn radio 1 off I thought it's not I thought it's not far I thought it's not far off 'Cause I always thought that I'd have my finger on the pulse all the time, but I mean I wouldn't have a clue what I not have a clue what is number one at the minute. Not a Scooby Doo. I mean well, the
2: big I problem. You- for, go on. The big problem for me is so I because I want Teddy and Luke to start listening to music so that I don't have to listen to the Fireman and Sam theme tune on repeat. In the car, we have hits radio played Manchester. Because of Claire, I think Claire's tuned it in. But that's not like it plays some Current songs and then a load of songs from two years ago or three years ago, so I have no idea which one's a new song and which one's not a new song. So I still couldn't tell you. I've been listening to a radio station that should be finger on the pulse. I, I haven't got a clue either. I suppose what you got-
1: need is you need there to be some sort of North Ban- North Manchester-based radio station that was really in tune with what the community wanted.
2: <laughs> if only what? one existed. What with if, that only, if only if only one of them existed? <laughs> We played
1: a bit of music, maybe a bit of like a weekly sports show some, sometimes <laughs> when you drop. We played, the
2: same, we played the same songs every week. You get a bit of Thin Lizzy on there, yeah. <laughs> bit of Ian Brown
0: Fear, that was every yeah. other week.
2: What was your favourite, Simon? That one that I played, That oh, that uh, Limit to Your Love, you like that one, didn't you? That really depressing one. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I blocked that out my man
0: yeah the three blokes sat in a very overheated studio listening to James Blake <laughs>
2: brought, brought the mood <laughs> right down followed by an indie lad is that your back of going in that studio it's like torture on it could you could you sweat it out for two hours in a, in a box room yeah we weren't getting paid we were doing that for fun that was our idea in that of- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean when it, when, it, when it literally is this easy to plug your headphones into a phone <laughs> i mean i made that bus i made that very
0: short bus journey a lot of times and a lot of times that bus was really full i had to stand up and i, I was rushing out of work i'd run to the bus stop i, I could have just stayed in work and did it at work yeah
2: mm.
0: anyway we are we are we are reminiscing today
2: so Bozzer's made the big announcement how are we are feeling yeah, well things things look like they're on the up. The that um yeah, I th- I feel quite positive about things, actually. Like uh, I think we're in a good place. The thing that things. makes me laugh about it, uh, obviously from the twenty ninth of March, grassroots sport can open up, can't it? And get going again. But then I don't know if you read that the National League North and South have uh <laughs> null and voided their season. So I, have they? I- It'll like I'm uh, literally last week, they' you'll unbind it. So I feel like we're just waiting a week.
0: Oh no!
1: <laughs> so out, outside of the um, outside of the football league, will you be play? Uh, it'll go football league, and then the next highest level football currently being played will not be after me. Of March will, be, will be Manchester Dynamo's, presumably. <laughs>
2: well, uh, well, I'm not sure because I have to wait to see what the league say whether we carry on our league or not. Oh but yeah, well, you... we'll just make a, a little new smaller tournament, is that not on the cards? Uh, uh, who knows what uh, our league comes up with and what they've decided to do, but I'm not... Because there must be a lot of fixtures to catch up on. Yeah, there's four months worth of fixtures to catch up on, starting, starting in April. I don't think it's really... <laughs> we'll be playing three times a week, more than professionals, I think. So, I don't know what we'll do. I mean, I, I think it's, it's the range of
0: friendlies. Yeah, it'd be friendlies until next season, I would have thought. But that'd be, that's better than nothing. And then people will be that desperate to watch sport in person next year. I mean, your attendance is going to be, I mean, you could have thousands watching you next season. Next season.
2: deal with that, this is no joke, no lie. Uh, a lad who used to play for our football team, he, he left and then he went to play for this other team. <laughs> and, like, they thought they were going to, like, build something and no joke they used to play at uh, Termos I think it was Termos playing fields and for their fans they got a QR code for the check-in for the NHS test and (laughs) trade and they were playing at a lower league than we were
0: (laughs) but yeah I'd get invested in that stand oh well yeah yeah uh
2: you, uh I, what I'm back at school, back at work, so a bit tired today. Uh I trying to think what, what trying to think what else I've done. Not really done a lot. Oh, i was tell you what I started doing at the weekend actually then. Uh, I uh, subscribed to Disney Plus for the kids, but I thought a lot of my subscription is probably going on the fact that all the Marvel films are on there, aren't they? Now, I'm not a Marvel fan, but I thought I'm sick of scrolling through Netflix and Amazon, trying to find a film to watch, and then it being two hours later, I've not watched anything. So I thought, right, I'll just watch all the Marvel films in timeline order. So at the weekend, I watched six Marvel films. Sick. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean, how long did that take? <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> what time did you start? you got breaks?
2: <laughs> About 12 hours you want to talk. <laughs> So, uh, well, so it started Saturday afternoon because Claire took the kids to the park. So, I had a spare couple of hours. So I thought, right, I'll stick one on. So, mm. I watched one that night, one, one in the afternoon, and then I think I watched two or three that night. Oh, so wow. I watched three or four in one day. And then I only had two to watch after that. So, so when it's you say time,
0: six. when you say timeline order, do you mean like as in when they were released to the public? no. Or like no, that? no. The, the Star Wars type timeline yeah. where you go back to the first one and watch it that way.
2: Yeah, basically. So if you go on Disney Plus, if you scroll down, then it, it has like an option to do it in timeline order. So basically, it just tells you what what should be next.
0: Ah, uh, right. I, yeah, I'd seen somebody. I, again, that was either it was either on a gate. It was that might have been tenable, or not, I don't know. It was something that was said like they were actually not in order the way that they've been the way yeah. that they've been brought out. But
2: so I did that. Yeah, that's basically. My, yeah, it's basically what I've done. I mean, I can't well, say I particularly enjoyed it or particularly disliked it. It's just kind of been twelve hours of my life, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you completed it? Well, no, because there's another fourteen films to watch. Oh gosh!
0: Well, yeah, I knew the franchise was that big. It was big. I didn't think it was that big.
2: Well, that's not even all of them are on the are on Disney.
0: Oh, so all oh, right.
2: So yeah, so that's 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 the week. The next week. So well, that's it?
0: I was going to say, talking of big big film franchises, um, Grayson's been... Grayson is, is like, amazed, just, like, absolutely obsessed with Harry Potter at the minute. Um, So at the end of the first Harry Potter film, there they're in, like, wherever they are, and there's, like, a chess game that they have to get past. And since he's watched that about two or three weeks ago, he's been obsessed. He wants to play chess. So on Friday, we went to go out and get a chess set uh, because we had some time to kill after he'd done all his work on uh, on Friday. And... um, we tried to play chess. and lasted for about I don't know half an hour because I've never played chess before. So we read the rules to one another, and we, we had we tried to have a game. <laughs> had to keep had to keep stopping. So it, it was a good job that the chess set we bought had a draft had a, had a draft set with it. So we yeah,
1: draughts is a bit more entry. I was about to say draughts yeah. is a bit more <laughs> an entry level sport, in it?
0: but um, but yeah so we we, we started we, he wanted to play he wanted to play chess because it was on Harry Potter but I think he realised after about half an hour we couldn't do that so we've, we've ended up playing quite a lot of drafts so
2: ah. the drafts are a good game good game I mean if you want a board game recommended <laughs> <laughs> I know guy <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, anything what, how, what what's your, what's going to be your approach? Because obviously, when we were growing up, I mean, I'm, I'm already been referenced. I'm a bit younger than you, but I was kind of perfect age for Harry Potter. And obviously, the books and the films they come out at like one every year, sometimes one every two years. And actually, I kind of aged at the right pace because they do get quite dark quite quickly. Those Harry Potter books and films, yes. So we so great. So he's what he's been
0: watching now for about. Oh, he's been watching it for probably about three months, I would have thought. Maybe just before Christmas. Maybe about, I'm actually not, maybe about six months, maybe October time. So Ashley was like, Ashley was the one that started to watch them with him. And he, he only watched the first four films where it kind of is all a little bit joyful and they're all a little bit young. Yeah. The first um, four. And, uh, he watched the first four, I think, yeah, in before Christmas. And then after Christmas, kind of when we were in this second lockdown um, and once I had gone back to nursery. Um, he kind, of, we kind of then sat down and watched the, the the other four. Well, we watched the first four again, and then we watched the other four like um, like every day for like eight days or whatever it was. And um, so yeah, he's watched he's he's watched them all now. Yeah, yeah. And Ashley's wow. reading Ash is reading in the books, so she's she's halfway through the third book. She's reading that to him, and she's been doing that for about six months. Also, I, I think, some,
1: tell you what, some some of those books late on get a bit too long as well. The fifth one is the longest. Yeah. I don't want, to, you know, dig anyone out, but I think JK Rowling was a real example of someone who maybe got a little bit too powerful, maybe could have done with an editor towards the end. Maybe she, you <laughs> know, people I think people were scared to say to her, Look, do we need all does that is every chapter absolutely vital here, JK? Well,
2: I've never, <laughs> i never I remember the first I love I love thing. the idea that J. K. Rowling's just gone. No, I don't need to reread that. Just print. Just print. <laughs> yeah. No, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, what? It's, it's a bit lengthy. Yeah, I know. Doesn't matter. Just print it as I've wrote it. But spell the <laughs> mistakes, Jake. No, 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 no. It's all part of the magical world of Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> Stephen Stephen Fry having to nap halfway through the audio book. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, Teddy's, Teddy and Luke have watched the first two, and Teddy's scared of them. So I've not dared watch it of one with him. But like I said, Teddy was scared of Big Pig in the City, so... <laughs> I, I don't know. I know mean, he wants to watch the Avengers. He wants to watch the Marvel films, I think, how have you got a chance of sitting through an Avengers film when you can't even sit through Harry Potter? <laughs> and, now, and now he'll have to join you midway through the timeline as well.
1: Well, Exactly. You can't be going back to the start at this stage. Oh, now, you've oh, already committed oh, twelve hours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So what have you been up to, Simon?
1: Well, I've, I mean, not much. But I've basically just been working. So today was my last day. I've worked twelve consecutive days. Wow. Wait.
2: Yeah. That's not part of your uh, self isolation period. What you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've done work more than So I think I think me and you,
1: Cheesy, are basically living opposite lives at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah. So I'm doing a lot of work and no homeschooling, and um, <laughs> and the thing is, so last, so like four of them were like nine to five jobs, but like the rest of them were like so five of them were. Twelve-hour shifts, and then whatever's left, three of them were ten-hour shifts. So they've all been quite long days. So I've just, so I'm just knackered, to be honest with you. So I haven't really done anything else. I've kind of worked and slept. <laughs> have you been doing? Worked, married been... At first sight. I've worked, slept, and watched Married at first sight. That's all I've done. Oh, Ashley's obsessed with that. I've oh, it's been crazy.
0: She's catching up, so she started from the beginning. So I can't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I, I remember somebody said there's like 30 episodes of the series or something. There's something, it's like, oh, really yeah, intense, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so she's, I don't know, what, I don't know what series or whatever. I don't know if she's on the first one or not, but she's actually binging that at the minute. So, so, um, but are, are you doing the same? Are you working on the same show? because I'm assuming, assuming you've been doing 12 days straight to work on, to do that, to do those random yeah. shit. No, do, so this is the other it's thing. It's
2: doing so. 12 hours on this podcast. Yeah, yeah just prep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just mainly like rereading Harry Potter just in case it came up. I'm glad I finally I was done. <laughs> um,
2: um, I mean, I think me and you, Cheesy, need to have a word, because we're not really getting the production values out of 12 hours. <laughs> <we've been> of <working laughs> so.
1: yeah. Well, yeah, high in quantity, low in quality, <laughs> my work, I'll be honest. <laughs> I mean, so, this is the trouble. It's been across different shows. So, I've done some on Five Live Breakfast, some on Hall show, and some on Breakfast TV. So, on Sunday, I did Breakfast TV. So, I finished at
2: 10 pm on Sunday.
1: You didn't answer the news
2: on did What did you say? Sorry? You get asked to read the news on the, on the TV. Just put a bit of makeup on <laughs> and let it go.
1: I finished 10 pm uh Sunday started 5am Monday on breakfast radio. Oh. So the uh the quality of the output was not very good for me for the last two days but now I'm done. I'm off, I'm off till Saturday. I mean something else I did. Uh, something else
0: you need to get in your diary uh, which I did see like uh, is that it's on in in March I think is uh, Demi Lovato's got a documentary on so I would imagine you'll be doing uh, <laughs> there's, another top, there's another pop star that's got a documentary coming on.
2: Oh also, while we're on documentaries, uh it's been confirmed who the next all or nothing team is.
0: Please don't tell me it's Liverpool.
2: That would be good. No, it is uh, it's Juventus this year. Oh, that should be quite good. Are they not already on a the show? They've no, they've had their own Netflix show. All oh, right. Um, so now they've got a. Is this the, is this the Amazon Prime one? Yeah, it's the, top, the Tottenham one and the City one. Yeah.
1: Are they still making sunbloom ones?
2: Oh, Are they, they across the
0: air. I have no idea. They won't be able to get the same access, though, will they? Because they won't be able to go to the owner's home like they've done before. So I don't, I don't either, I don't know how they will have done it, but I Because would... well,
2: the the new
1: owner younger than us. He's twenty three. The new owner, so they'll get I there, mean... and it'll just be. If they turn up at his house in the
2: morning after student night, so, Sunderland will still probably want it to happen so they can get the money to pay off the Will Greg uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> transfer. Well,
0: <laughs> so they brought up didn't they? Was it was Fulham? Were Fulham not trying to sign that Josh Magia before just before? Uh, no, they have done. Oh, they, have they have. scored <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, I scored. I he scored. scored. He got
2: yeah. two in his debut, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, he, he doesn't scored, just do it in League One. He scored two in his debut and they were both from like three yards out. And I remember reading the commentary like on the Sky Sports app and he went, oh, uh, it's not the goals he would have wanted to score. And I thought, I mean, a goal's a goal, isn't it? Whether it is... Yeah. <laughs> was oh, exactly. like, oh, <laughs> oh, shit. I scored from three yards. No. <laughs> Let's scratch that one. If it's not from 25 out, I'm not having it. <laughs> what a stupid thing to write. It's not the one he would have wanted to score. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, that'd be quite interesting. It'd be interesting to see how much access they get to Ronaldo, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: you think they've done it because well, I, don't, I suppose you could say they could have. They'll, they'll, they'll have got like a, they'll obviously a lot of people watch it just because of him, I suppose. It'll, it'll, it'll like cross appeal pier, won't it, just to see what he's he's liking it.
2: Yeah, but I reckon Juventus probably has said yes to it as well because they think that. I mean, you probably say yes to it because you think it's going to be a successful season, don't you?
0: Oh, yeah, but it's not.
2: So, is it? Is it? When you said
0: they've signed, is it this season? Yeah, so they're filming now. Oh, so this is what the one season in the last ten years where they might not win the league. No, that's <laughs> what
2: always happens. Well, did. City win. Did City win it when? Um, oh, I can't remember. No, they didn't. They were going to win it at in the derby, weren't they? Was it that year when Pogba scored? When Pogba died, his hair blew. So I remember a lot of this, a lot of the clips being about how City oh. fans were saying how great need to be to win the league in the Derby, and then it didn't happen. But they
0: still won yeah. They still won the league that year, though, didn't they? they,
2: they didn't won the league, though, yeah. That year after, I think it was the year
0: after Chelsea won it, didn't they? Because then obviously they won it the year after, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was I not at your mum and dad's house when that was going on?
2: The Derby the Derby was my surprise thirtieth birthday yeah. party. I didn't get to watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember watching it uh in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you, in. you chose right coming to my party like to watch. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Paul Popper played brilliantly that day. He did, didn't he? I mean, while we've mentioned Pogba, I mean we won't talk about it. But, oh no, we will talk about it. I Mino mean, O'Reilly's been chirping up again, hasn't he? But we'll talk about that after. What are we talking about, Cheesa?
0: Well, we've got a wonderful pack show, lots of football to talk about. So we will um talk about the weeks of uh, Manchester United and Liverpool, um, and then uh we've also got some more to talk about as well. So Chelsea playing at the minute, is that correct in the Champions League? yes Um, and then we will mention Jose you can't keep him out out of the press for too long Um, so Jose's been um, talking this week about um, the difficulties at Tottenham so we will um, we'll talk about that and uh, any other cricket news as cricket stats tomorrow Simon?
1: yeah and uh, it was the 100 draft today England are playing tomorrow so there's quite a bit of cricket news on the side so yeah stay tuned good 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 Um, so we will be back
0: straight after this Welcome back to the three-thirds, Mike, one-third Scouts podcast, and we will kick off with Manchester United. So how has Manchester United's week been this week, Ross?
2: Uh, Good, positive. Um, Got a good win in the Europa League, uh, which kind of sets it up to rotate the squad again even more than was done on on Thursday night. And then uh, a positive result at the weekend against... Newcastle. Newcastle, yeah. Um, so yeah, so a good week, Simon. We, you must have been pretty pleased too. Yeah, I was pretty pleased. I mean, I must admit
1: that uh, United beat Real Sociedad in the Europe. Um, Real Sociedad were really bad. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously, good result for United, comfortable win, Minsk can rest players in the second leg. But I, I was thinking, God, is this the level of the Europa League? And, at one point, the pointed out, We're only at the last 32. I mean, it's ages to go in that competition. So many matches. Didn't yeah. Sassuolo? But yeah, Sociedad, but yeah after, good win. After
0: 10 games in the La Liga, hadn't Sassuolo not lost a game? They were like six points clear.
1: Gosh, I yeah. mean, that says that says a lot about La Liga because they were rubbish. Did, did David, did
0: David Silver play? Is that where David Silver's gone?
1: Yeah. And Nacho Monreal
0: and uh, Adnan Januzaj. Yeah, I'm, they were top of the. They were top of the before. I, thought, I think Athletic Madrid mustn't have played as many games, obviously, because of the Champions League or whatever to begin with. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Saucy-Daz won like nine of the first ten games, and were six points goalie. And obviously now that I think they've just dropped like a stone. Now I think that I thought it was, the last time I looked they were outside of the top six. So
2: yeah, well when I last when I played, I mean not that it's real life, but when I played football manager last. They're not on, um, they're known as Real San Sebastian on um, football manager because they haven't got the rights to the team. And they're on the slight, they do really, really well in football manager. So they have got, like in football manager world, which is generally relatively true to life, they have got quite a decent squad. But yeah, they just looked tactically Who, all over the who's show. Who's the
0: manager? Anybody we know or? Oh, I couldn't tell, yeah. No, Sassano, then.
2: They 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 played they they played right into United's hands, didn't they? They Just played a really high line and allowed United to get in behind all the time, didn't they, Sam?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was it was perfect for United in a way, and a chance for some players to score, a chance for some young lads to score. I think uh, Diallo Ahmad Diallo came off the bench, and you know the second leg will be a chance to sort of rotate again, rest some players. Dean Dean Henderson will play, so it's it's sort of
2: handy. Were you surprised that? I was expecting more rotation were you I was um, because I I I mean
1: if it was up to me I would almost approach it in a I would rotate so much like league cup level like oh well if we lose we lose I'm not that bothered Um, but he was yeah he did he he played a a sort of semi-serious side it'd be interesting to see who plays in the second leg I mean there are some players who he just like he ought like Maguire just seems to like playing football doesn't he I mean the amount of games Harry Maguire gets
2: through are incredible is incredible. Yeah, and, um, one of the stats that he's played the most minutes in any of, of like the top did. yeah, in the world, yeah.
1: So he's is uh, crazy he just doesn't seems obviously he just seems to like playing I guess. Uh, so this last year's been a, a great for him. Um but yeah, and you know, I think actually in the Newcastle game right at the end they brought that young lad off the bench as well didn't they? And, Fair play to Wally; he has always sort of given these young players a chance, even, and you know that's how you find out, I suppose, if, you, if they're good enough. And in, in Angel Gomez and and Tai Chong, they weren't, but in, in Mason Greenwood, they were. So. You don't know until you try, idea. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking the other day. I, th- I I think there was a sort of spell when Manchester United really were sort of left behind in terms of youth development, and we we didn't really have that many players coming through. But in recent years. You know, Rashford, McTominay, uh, Greenwood, uh, Brandon Williams. Uh, McTominay. Um, Twan looks like he could be a player for the future. And you think over a four or five year period, that is quite a good turnaround. I think that you know, that is if you're sort of getting a player through once a season, once every two seasons, for a top club. And that is actually quite impressive and quite, uh, you know, and that's best case scenario in a way. I think United, whoever is sort of in charge of uh, United youth policy, I know Lou Van, Van Hal had a bit of a re, I like, think Louis Van Hal really looked at it when he came in and sort of shook things up a little bit. And Nicky, I don't know what role Nicky Butt plays. I don't, I don't know who's who's to credit for this, but
2: I think United, you know, should, should rightly be quite proud of what, what's coming through. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's a, uh... Yeah, it's always nice to see isn't it a youngster actually he's exciting isn't it? I, mean, I was really sort of looking forward to Ahmad
1: Diallo coming on yeah I mean, I, I, not like a youngster that's come through obviously we signed him in the
2: summer but it still but it still shows that the scouting network's there to go out and find these youngsters. you're not just going out and trying to buy ready-made stars you try it's kind of it feels a bit more united in terms of the way that we've we've done things in the past instead of Always relying on the, the big ready made. We go out and buy someone a bit younger and develop them ourselves. But yeah, I mean, how long did he get? He got 10 minutes, didn't he? Looked relatively bright. But I mean, I did go on Twitter the next day and there was lots of hype about him, but I thought I didn't. It looks
0: pretty. I mean, you're I it... mean, he didn't cost £5 million, did he? I mean, he looks a pretty sure deal at £37 million.
2: Well, you've you paid the money. So yeah, you. You're hoping, no? It's like yeah. paying, I mean, it's like paying twenty million ten years ago, isn't it? Basically, but I mean, we thought the same with Memphis Depay. Well, there is that. I mean, there is talk that he would that he will start um, against Austria at home this week because obviously with the four nil, that it's a good time to bring him in and uh, see what happens. So yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, the Newcastle game, Simon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I text th- saying considering our form in the Premier League recently where we struggled against some of the lesser teams we we didn't hit the free-flowing heights of maybe Sociedad but we still managed to grind out was it 3-1 in the end? and it felt like a grind out I, I always thought that was that was a more important form to be able to do that and get back the belief that we can do that again than, than the counter-attacking efforts against Sociedad I don't know if you agree well, I mean, I'd rather win
1: 9-0 against, you know, that's, that is more fun. But, yeah, I kind of, I, mean, I get your point. I think, so, It's that's probably the matches we've struggled with this year have been against those type of teams. And, um, you know, we dropped points at Sheffield United, we dropped points at West Brom. You know, we have struggled against lesser teams in a way. So, yeah, I guess you're right. I think it is good to sort of grind out some performances. Mason Greenwood looks quite good in general, and he sort of, he maybe had a slower start to the season, but he seems to have been returning to form. The, play, the player that concerns me, actually, is, is Martial.
2: I thought looked yeah, fairly he, anonymous. He's really been left behind in terms of... He's, he's. In my eyes, he's been left that... You've gone back to... You've no idea where you play him anymore. Where do you get the best out of him? Because he's been played on the left-hand side, and every time he's been played on the left, thinking, well, he can cut in on his right foot. Every time I've watched him there, he's been crying out going, I wish Rashford was on the left. And then when he's had his chance up front, he's been crying out going, oh, I wish Cavani was there or Greenwood's there. He's never really... It seems to be getting, we're getting back to this point where we don't... haven't really got a clue what to do with him anymore. And I'm not saying that's all his fault. I think that's his fault more than anything, that he hasn't... He got given the number nine shirt, didn't he, to try and nail down that centre-forward role, which was apparently where he wanted to play he did he did quite well last season but then he's never really like you say that was great for the counter attacking style of football but against the west broms and the newcastles and the Sheffield united is where we need to be keeping the ball and it's going to take a bit longer he doesn't do enough and then now he's not doing enough when he gets his chance on the left hand side to real mistake his claim there so yeah i, I don't know what what would you do him? would you still keep him or would you be looking to
1: I think you've, uh, he's one of those players who I think he's now reaching it. I, he so he just, just he just you know he comes in and out of form, and when he's out of form, like he's at the moment, he looks a real liability almost. And you think he's actually now at a time in his career where he can't just you know you'd expect him to be kicking on and have a bit more consistency about him. And I don't know. I think it may have just go. And, and I suppose in a way, signing Cavani was an acceptance by Manchester United that. You can't rely on him all season to be your, you know, your the guy that's going to score you all the goals.
2: To me, it's starting to remind me a bit of um, Theo Walcott. Yeah, like, you don't like, you don't realize how old he is until you actually sit down and think how old he is and what he should be doing. Like, yeah, Theo I mean, making,
1: making his debut against Liverpool was a long time ago, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, on the yeah, and on the side, he should have really he should be well embedded in the United squad and for the amount of money paid should be an integral part but he, he just isn't at the minute the other, I mean, I'm, uh, not,
1: I'm not really sure he's a better player now than he was then
2: no I'm not either I don't see I don't see much more that he's doing now that he was he wasn't doing there like I don't see him he's not very dynamic in the box like making little runs or he still seems to want to feet, and he still seems to want to take someone on and then try and curl it into the top top corner isn't it? it's pretty much the same game that he was doing Five, six, seven years ago.
0: But is that a number that doesn't even feel like it's a number nines game. I mean, from what I from what I've seen of him, he, I don't actually know I know what you said about where the United playing, but I don't know what I don't know it almost like he feels like he can't play in a three, he has to play with somebody else, but he'd have to play he'd have to play with Cavani rather than I feel like he needs somebody bigger up there to hold the ball up.
2: Yeah, maybe, well, think... maybe he would maybe he would too... Um Playing alongside Chris Wood at Burnley better than. United, no, no, no. I don't know. Maybe. No, I mean, you I, can like, I'll play outside play. Out with Cavani. Cavani can still hold the ball up just
0: as well as Chris Wood. And Chris Wood yeah, can I do, know, but, but
2: then you're playing, a, you're playing a two, aren't you? And that, that completely changes the shape that. But you've, played a, da- you've, United but you've played a
0: diamond this year, haven't you?
2: Yeah, but when we play diamond, we play split strikers. And then that means generally Bruno Fernandes plays as the one through the mid, like, as the more attacking through the middle. Um, well, it's like, not quite so, changing.
0: Whole, you can't just change a whole formation just to fit just to fit one player, and if he's not playing,
2: no, and that's what, and that's exactly what. We've been, like he, he doesn't, he doesn't do enough to warrant you to go. Well, we really desperately need to get him in the team. It's starting to get to a point where I just feel like you're almost. Need to, I mean, I think we're keeping him because we've got no one else at the minute. But I think if you get if say if Diallo comes through, and then like you say Greenwood's form's picking up. There's two that you can say. Then maybe you get another centre half. Then maybe. He's starting to push how long, Martial Marshall further and further. How long has he been at United for? Oh, five six years, I don't so, know. So it, I think the, Susani, Susani, the, the Susani frustration is for me.
0: Second contract. The problem is you you won't, go to, you won't go to buy it for him. And I would imagine he's not on, he's not on a short amount of wages. I wouldn't have thought. I think, I think a French team are coming for him. Yeah, but they're not going
1: to pay. I mean, I don't, like I, like at some point he'll come back into form, and when he's in form and he's scoring goals, you think, yeah, this guy's brilliant. What an exciting uh, prospect! You know, next season he could be a real superstar. But then he just goes in, you know, he, he just in and out of form, all, and you know, and, and then he'll go on another run like this. And when he plays well, he's brilliant. But and I think his his best position. The thing that frustrates me a bit is, I feel in the last couple of months when he he hasn't been playing that well, he. The you know all he still plays it when will sometimes play him on the left and stick Rashford out on the right and you know Rashford's the guy that ends up having to play that right wing position that basically none of them want to play. Um, and you're you're a bit like I'm not sure Martial's doing enough from the left to justify playing Martial a uh, Rashford out of position. You might as well play Rashford in the position he wants to play, and then either stick Martial on the right. Or Dan James on the right, or whoever, and you know just accept that you're going to get a lesser output from that side of the pitch.
2: Yeah, I mean I, that's what I think. Should, like I think Martial should be told, look, if you want to play in the position you want to play in, go and earn your go and earn it out on the right hand side. Go and do a job for us on the right hand side. Show that we have to play you in the position you want to play in, and then we'll do that instead of just accommodating him. <laughs> I, yeah, we're just not getting the output out of him at the minute. But I don't know. He's been here six years now. This is his six year. So, and he's twenty five. So he's slowly heading into the time of his career where you should be going. This is peak martial, isn't it? But yeah, I don't know. The other, um, the other um, story that started circulating this week is about all um, these going to sell either Dean Henderson or David Haye at the end of the season. If you read this, Simon.
1: Uh, well, yeah, so sort of increasingly, start seeing reports that Dean Anderson isn't particularly happy with another season. I, I kind of have sympathy with him, and I, I think if I was Dean Anderson, and you know, De Gea isn't really pulling up. De Gea, it's not like he's there and De Gea week in, week out. And you're thinking, oh yeah, no, De Gea is on another level. And I think one seat you probably, if you're in Dean Henderson's position, maybe you can just take one season on the bench. But suddenly a second season and you kind of become the forgotten guy. You know, two seasons on the bench and almost like next you know, are you still the, the, the guy in waiting? He probably wants to be England's number one. Uh, I can see why, how he wouldn't want to hang around. And I think if I, if United could find a, I, I, you know, a couple of seasons ago, I never thought I'd be saying this, but if United could find a buyer for David De Gea, I, I'd be sort of
2: tempted to to, you know, really back Dean Henderson. Yeah, but didn't they? No, I, t- I, I, agree, I agree that I think the way forward is to back Dean Henderson because, one, more, more age and form-wise, De, De Gea has shown that his form is deteriorating as time goes on. So I don't know why we'd want to stick around and put one par eggs in the De Gea basket. I mean, the only problem is we're trying to find a buyer for David De Gea is his wages, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be stuck in a sort of Chelsea
2: with Kepa situation.
1: So, he's only one year into his five-year deal, isn't he?
0: De Gea? Yeah, did he, when did he sign his contract? Uh, I don't know, I can Google Paying it. Paying him what, £385,000 a week? Paying him a lot. Yeah, this so is, is his second year. Is, second is he 20, year.
2: how
0: old is he, 28? He's 30. So, Goalkeepers complain. So what? What until he's got another six years in him? I mean, the thing is, you're right. If somebody if somebody will stump up the cash and somebody will somebody will buy him, somebody will take a punt on him. The problem you've got is, is there's, there's not there ain't a lot of money flying around at the minute.
1: No, and there's also there's not as many big clubs looking for a goalkeeper. So when when he signed that contract, I think it was like before. It might have been before around the time Real Madrid signed Courtois. PSG didn't really have a goalkeeper at the time. I'm not sure Testagan had really come through, but like there was a few big clubs um around Europe who kind of needed a goalkeeper. But they have they've all kind of sorted that situation out a bit. So there isn't an obvious place for him to go. And United wouldn't have sorted to Chelsea anyway, would they?
0: That would have been a bit. No, of, that mean, would have been uh, just counterproductive in anyway. So he could have. He probably only would have gone. He probably would have only gone to Barcelona, Madrid, or um, or PSG. There's only
1: really. I mean, his family. Uh, his family never left Madrid. I think is the is the situation. Um, because obviously we wow. signed him from Atletico, but you know, I don't, I don't. know how it'll play out. But um, it's, I think.
0: It's, uh, but, yeah, of like leaves.
1: Yeah, I mean, would he go on a loan again?
0: The, or the problem I don't know. you've got is that would United stick all their eggs in one basket with Henderson? I mean, Henderson, Henderson's career in the last what eighteen months has just been on an upwards trajectory. But if he has a bit of a very similar to Hay, if he, if he has a bit of a wobble in six months' time, and you've already sold to the Hayer, then what do you what do you do? Because he could turn out to be an absolute disaster. And like said, there isn't a huge amount of goalkeepers. Yeah,
2: don't. but then at the same time, you've got you've almost got to. You, De Gea wasn't like... No one was going, De Gea's going to be player of the season for five seasons when he, when he first came into United. But they, like, they were all... There was lots of ifs and buts about De Gea, but there was a lot of faith shown in him. and Obviously, that, that faith was repaid ultimately in some of his performances because he was... He was up there as one of the world's best, if not the world's best for a number of seasons. So, at the same time, yeah, Henderson is young. And, I know we... like Like ten, fifteen years ago, if you stuck a twenty odd year old goalkeeper in the in the Premier League, you wouldn't be expecting much. You'd say, Oh, wait till the thirty, but that's that's not the life of goalkeeper's no. now, is it? You expect them to be good at twenty one, but you still have to have a little bit of faith and go, well, yeah, you're gonna make the odd mistake, but it's how you bounce back and learn from these mistakes and if you see the improvement. So you, you have to I think now it's, it's either a time where you go, right, we're gonna bite the bullet and just even we're gonna to say to the up." You're at the club, but we're not going to pay you. Well, we're, not, we're going to pay you and you're just going to sit on the bench, which is, that's a very tough decision for them if you're trying to sign and you want to say, well, our top earner at the club is just sat on the bench and you're playing every week and you're not going to earn as much. That's that's one of the issues, isn't it? That you're going to have to try and attract people and get contracts. He's vice-captain, isn't he? Uh, I'm, he hasn't been captain well, this my season. My wife's played I the think. most minutes out of anybody
0: in the world, so he's... <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but then McTominay's been captain.
1: I mean, to be fair, I don't like. There isn't an issue with De Gea's attitude. I think he's. He, I, I, it's just his performance have kind of dropped off. Yeah, he's yeah, just not doing. I, I yeah. the thing. The thing. I, with, I'm not,
2: I, I don't. He's not a troublemaker, no, or anything. I think like, he's just. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not against having a round at the club. You just. You want the best players on the pitch, don't you? Ultimately, I think so. I don't know. I don't know what you think interesting. The- it just seems a shame that we've, we've suddenly gone from... Because obviously, Dean Henderson could have been at Sheffield United now. And we could have had yep. Romero as number two. And we could have saw out another year of um, De Gea's contract and then brought back Dean Henderson a year later. And I really thought the start of the season, this would be the year when De Gea's really challenged and really pushed. And obviously, Solskjaer start with De Gea and it seemed... We- they have seen a bit of an improvement in Day's in performances, but he are still making some of the stakes that you wouldn't have expected five years ago. I think, and now it just seems a shame that we're getting to the point in, at the season where we've brought him back with with a bit of the hope that he might be coming through and maybe he's going to be the, our number one for the next 10 years, then see we're going to sell him again. It it just seems like a maybe a, a bit of a foolish decision to actually recall him if then... At the end of this season, we end up selling him because he's the thing that's
0: probably pushing it this year is the Euros. So, at the minute, there isn't. I mean, England's number one. I mean, Pope's had an all right, Pope's had a a relatively good season. I mean, Pickford has has had his issues as well this season. If he he would have played, if he'd have been United's number one this year, he would have been England's number one, surely, going into the March internationals. And then, even if even if Pickford stays as England number one and and that happens and we go through the summer and whatever, he wants he. Is it, the, the World Cup not the year after? Is the World Cup not 2022? So he's done to he's done it want to be playing yeah. for England as as soon as possible or be in lot but he, he he's going to struggle to be England's number one if he's not playing regularly for United surely and that's probably what's ultimately where the stories come from or been fabricated from or whatever or what he's thinking about that he could if, if I don't know, David Teemo was in it for England and, and he was on the like at, like. England's number one had been settled for years, or whatever, and it wasn't going to change. And that was what was going to happen for the next four years. And then this situation might not arise. But he's got the chance to be not only number one for United, but he's also got number one. He's also got the chance to be number one for England as well. It's going into a Euros and a World Cup over the space of the next eighteen months. So he's going to. He's just going to want to play. And like you said, his form might drop in two years' time. He might be an absolute nobody. He might his form might have capitulated. He might. It might not work out for him. But at the minute, he's one of the best. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the country. So he's gonna What he's gonna wanna play. What
2: he might not get the chance again. Yeah. Well, the, my big worry is the other going off the back of that is obviously we bring in Henderson back, we piss Romero is off. Is he gone now or just on loan? Uh, I mean
1: my I don't he's think,
2: gone. Him, I think I, I don't think definitely, he's gone. i am I'm strong I he's still on our wage packet. Yeah, <laughs> but then we've 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 uh, we've pissed off one of the best number twos in world football, if not the best number two in world football. Who probably then won't want to come back and go? All right, well, I'll sit. I'll quietly sit on the bench again. If we then sell Henderson, so then we've, but who have we then? Who we then got? Lee Grant? Who yeah, and I mean, that,
1: you can know, I mean, look, I I think I think Romero he just have to take the money, so probably, he probably would go back to that position. And he wanted him. Equally you can always find a reserve goalkeeper, can't you? I don't I don't think that's the issue. I think the issue is no,
2: but the but I think to...
1: the issue,
2: I think the issue for De Gea is you need someone underneath him who's actually gonna be pushing for that jersey. That's my point. Where, where are we left in terms of actual competition for the for the number one spot? Because then we either go out and make a marquee goalkeeper signing or we or we're trying to bring someone else through the club, aren't I, I just think we're, we're in a bit of a pickle.
1: It's not a, I mean, a pickle. I mean, having yeah. loads of really good goalkeepers isn't a massive, you know, it's not like, I'd rather be in our situation than Chelsea's, but, you know, it is
2: It is a bit of an awkward one for, for United to resolve. Yeah, I think it just needs a bit of careful thinking about it, and obviously, because it could affect the next few seasons, that whatever decisions made, but we'll see, won't we? Should we get in? I mean, on yeah, it, could, a- it could affect the next ten years, I guess. Yeah, that's that's my worry. Yeah. Should we get in something more light hearted, sir? I mean, to talk about cheesies We as a football <laughs> fan.
1: <laughs> the uh, I mean do you think John do you think Henderson, Dean Henderson would get a game at centre half for Liverpool at the moment, Jimmy? Uh
0: probably yeah. I think I'm not far off getting a game at centre half to be absolutely, to be absolutely fair. Um <laughs> I mean what I did think is what was it? What, what was it six sixty eight games unbeaten at home? I think we're going for sixty eight games defeated at home. I think it's nice to balance it, you know, nice to balance it up. So um, Symmetry's
2: always is nice, yeah. isn't it?
0: So yeah, so uh Saturday night major Majorside Derby, Everton had not won. Um I don't Everton not won at Anfield for, since nineteen ninety nine.
2: Uh, you know what annoyed me about this before like so you were going uh, Everton had won for twenty years and I was thinking Wow, that's a long time. Yeah, like I was waiting for the date, and then they went since nineteen ninety nine. I thought, yeah, I probably remember that game. The same.
0: I think I think Kevin Campbell scored. I think it was. I think it was one. I think Kevin Campbell scored at the conference. I think that. I think that was the game. And then I think the other game. And then Everton had not won a derby even at even at Goodison since two thousand and ten. I think that was the year after Torres had left, and it was. I think it was three nil. I think it was three nil and Goodison. Again, it was another debacle game. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. We'll get back to we'll get back to now. So yeah, so Liverpool um lost their fourth game at home in a row. Um funnily enough, I didn't watch I didn't watch the first half, I completely forgot it was on, but apparently it was nothing to write home about. Um and then it seems any team that scores first at Anfield at the minute um just completely nullifies um any attack that we've got. Um compounded by the injury to John Henderson after I think about twenty eight minutes, I think it was. Um, so we finished um the game with our fifth choice and eighth choice centre back. Um with the fifth choice centre back having played less than five games in the Premier League. So that is our um current situation. Um and really uh, there's not much I don't quite know what the way out of it is. Um I mean the game the next game's huge. Um obviously away I think we're away at Sheffield United and then I didn't think we played I thought we played Chelsea like Tough, what, tough place to go and <laughs> then what makes it what makes it worse is the next home game is against Chelsea and I thought we'd, we' I don't we played Chelsea for ages but yeah we played Chelsea and Fulham in the space of three days um and then we play our, and then we play at home again to Leipzig so we've got three games in a, in a row at home um, and we just need some points um like I said to you I did, not seen well, I've not hey. seen the table so I know everton are on the same points as us now and uh, with the game with the game in hand um
2: have you heard that in your last
0: ten Premier League games, Jez, you picked up eight points? Well, yeah, we talked about it last week, didn't we? So we set, we'd only won two in, we only won two in ten. That's obviously now two in eleven. So that's the two games we won was obviously Spurs and West Ham, and then we drew it. We drew um uh, We drew against West Brom, and I can't remember the other game that we drew. at uh, drew Newcastle, that was it. They're the only eight points that we've got. So yeah. So the, when I. Um, I'd flicked on something this morning and there was a, some sort of league table came up since the beginning of 2021 and I just assumed it was a dig at Liverpool I'm assuming they were bottom or near enough bottom. Um, so yeah, so it's just, I look at, I, you can't, I, I don't know, I don't know. There's, I spoke to my brother about it last night. He was, he said that Carragher had talked about changing formation Um for me, no, it looks like he's just his legs just to, and there's a couple of times the ball's dropped him in the last few even in the last like four, four four or five games that I've watched and where the shot that he just lets off he's just got absolutely no power in it whatsoever. There's a couple of occasions on um on Saturday where that was the case. I, I mean you had only half chances, it wasn't like he, he should have scored, but at least get them on target. Um Liverpool had a couple of chances, I think Anderson had a chance in the first half and Pickford made a great save. Pickford made a great save as well in the second half. I mean he only ever seems to play well in the Merseyside derby. The rest of the time, he doesn't seem to bother playing well. Um, and yeah, that's just the story of the season. I don't Henderson apparently had a hamstring injury. I don't know how long that's going to keep him out for. Uh, do
2: you know? Do you know? What I find strange with Liverpool, but uh, obviously it's not been a great season. Salah's still top goal scorer in the Premier League, yeah. isn't there? So you're still getting a Output from him, so it's the it's a one of the worrying things. Not the drop off. Well, obviously, Firmino doesn't score that many anyway. Doesn't even in a good season. He's not prolific, is it? It's one of the worries. Not the drop off in Mane's um, output. I think he's just been. I think he's just been.
0: I think he's been injured this year, which is the first time he's been injured. I think around just before Christmas. Um, and I think that I think that they're just sticking two players on him. So I think the. I mean, Everton defended really well. It was. There was a couple of chances Liverpool had. There was one where Keane had got back to make a last-ditch tackle against Mane um, and Pickford had come out to smother Salah. But it, it seems like if we, don't, if we don't score every chance that we've got, we're just not going to win the game. Um, and at the minute with the defensive situation, like we used to just be able to defend with three players, with Van Dijk, Gomez and Flavinho, and they could just sit there and defend pretty much most of whatever anybody came and thrown at us. That isn't the case. So the, the two full-backs are slightly more defensive two midfield players are slightly more defensive. So you just put five defenders on the three up front and that's kind of it really. There's not really much as 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 great a player as they are, but as also as tight as they are, you're gonna any team is going to struggle to three players is going to struggle to beat five. I mean I think Seamus I think after the start of the second half I thought Liverpool played quite well. I thought oh the, the most most of the matches they played this well it must have been all right but they must have got a kick at the backside at half time. Um, Andre Gomez made a couple of dodgy challenges at the beginning of the second half and then um, Ancelotti brought him off after about 60 minutes brought Sigurdsson on um, but they played a 5-3-2 and like Coleman um, Holgate, Keane Godfrey and Dina just didn't really move didn't really need to um, and just snuffed out um, any, any form of attack from Liverpool whatsoever they had to work really hard just to get any chance at all Mani had a couple of headers in the in the first half, and at the beginning of the second half, but he would have that would have needed to drop to Firmino just from a, from a height point of view, um, but it just just wasn't meant to be, and it just feels like it's just a horrific season. I mean, I, the, the worst thing about this is, is that the Klopp's talked about at the, at the beginning of the season, like, we'll, we'll do the trophy parade like at the, when we can. Like, if Liverpool played this trophy in May, it would just be awful. Nobody, no, oh, nobody yeah. <laughs> in the world is going to want to remember this season. And, and normally, like we, we get so close. Like 2009, 2013, we got so close to winning the league, and then our best players leave, and then just the season actually just turns into a disaster. And then this year, we're in a situation where we've we've lost probably I think the least amount of money of any of the top 20 teams. He's just signed this massive deal with Nike that is it, that he's going to bring in so much more extra cash for the for the team. Um, the, the manager's one of the best managers. That, that was United with Adidas.
2: And, yeah.
0: and then it's just um, it's just been an, it, this season just been an absolute disaster. I don't I I don't know. I mean the, you'd have to say that the only way this season kind of looks all right at all is if we win the Champions League. That looks completely impossible. But at the same time, like said you've got oh, say successfully if, this season, would just be game four. Well, if if the, I mean, but then, but what do you? At the same time, like everybody's everybody's getting on the back. But I don't know. You play your fifth and eighth choice centre half, and you've got no. You've got you. I would say you've got no recognised number six. I mean, Thiago pl- has played there before, but with somebody else, he's always played with with a more defensive minded player. Any team that you take the spine out of that team and you you play in an eighth choice centre half, I, I don't know what anybody else expects that they're not they're not miracle workers. As well the drop off in form of some of the other players. I mean, when upside Chamberlain comes on, you just think, "Wow, we." I know he's coming back from injury, um, but at the minute, you no know, Fabinho. I mean, I said to you, I think at the beginning of January, we talked about why Fabinho and Henderson were playing centre half. I said, "Well, that's because we had loads of." That's because all the centre. That's all the central midfielders would come back. Tiago would come back, Milner would come back. But at this time, the moment in time, there's been no Kite and no Milner. Now, Fabinho and Anderson are both injured, so we've gone from having eight players that could play centre central midfield to now we've got th- three or four central midfielders. We've got Jones, Oxley, Chamberlain, Van and Tiago, and Van Thiago Tiago, and Jones are normally the ones that play that start every game. Shaqiri normally comes on in the second half. And he just won't be. He just will even put Origi on at the minute because Origi's form is just a, d- a disaster as well. Jota is thought Jota should have been back at the end of Jan. That's not materialised. His re- return taking longer. Kite's re- return should have been in the middle of January. That's obviously taking longer. But I don't know what else. I don't really know what else the, the team is supposed to do. They're obviously hugely devoid of confidence with how everything's gone over the last ten games. I mean, what what do you what what do you what do you say to them? How do you keep them going? it's, it's just been a I don't think we've got. I
1: suppose, um, I suppose from Nike's point of view, I suppose they put all that money <laughs> in, and they must be delighted that they've got a chance to work with Nat Phillips. Well, it doesn't. It does, <laughs> Nike won't be
0: bothered. We like Liverpool sold the most amount of shirts they'd ever sold. They'll get put through. So <laughs>
2: they, that, that they won't be bothered. Did you tell him to like, put this on the back? <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> if anything, really matter, so. Phillips twenty-seven. Yeah,
1: 27. there we go. Proudly showing so, that one off. So, so surely this lad from this lad from Preston is going to have to get a kick at some game at some point. He's injured,
0: he? I think. Didn't you say he was injured?
1: Oh, he's injured as well. Uh, that's
0: why he's not. He was it he got in?
1: Oh gosh, what a
2: disaster!
0: So yeah, well, I think he got he injured the <laughs> So yeah, so he's so he hasn't, he hasn't even played yet. So yes, yeah, so I don't I, look. It's just it's, it's what it is. Like,
1: would um, do you do you think um, Klopp shoulders? How much of the blame do you think Klopp shoulders? In terms of what I, getting, players being injured. Well,
0: for
2: where Liverpool are in the in league table. I mean I can tell you this now, Simon. He's not gonna say a bad word. No, I don't he's <laughs> not I don't think he's completely faultless. there become there becomes a the
0: part of the time where <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Somebody talked about changing system, but I mean, do you then have to... The players that are have, have playing, so you probably think about the only players that are really playing that played last season are the front three and the wing backs and, and the goalkeeper, that's it. The rest of the team is is not really played last season or not played for however long for the last four seasons. So do you change then the rest of the team to then try and fit in with what else we've got? People talk about playing a four two three one. But then you would te- then you'd have to take one of the front line out to then bring another midfielder in, which means that you you then rather than having a a pool of five midfielders, you've then only got a pool of four midfielders because you're having to play an extra one. So I don't know what there isn't there isn't much more wiggle room unless you play the kids. That's it. So I don't
2: know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I think I just one of the big things that Pop has done is playing Henderson as a as a centre back when. Why not play it? Like well, Henderson but, doesn't do that great a job. At I, um, I don't know about that. Oh, he does a much better job. Like you look at your midfield, you need him more in your midfield than you need him at centre. Well, it's not, um, I
0: don't know about that. If you could stick a seventeen-year-old in it. Then what's the point? In, what's the point in passing it on the floor? You might as well just do what Everton did and just kick it over the top. You might as well just bypass the midfield and not even bother playing through there. I don't think. Are well, you not teaching seventeen-year-olds to play? The same way, and you think, think I mean, so I, in, know, I know so I, I, I joked about him earlier. Bringing a 17 year old kid in instead of the, the player of the year who's slightly more defensive and, and probably got more of a football brain than, than most central midfielders in the, in the country to play in centre back, you sort of want him on the field. There's no point in just keep the kids in. What's he yeah. going to do? Play the under 12s so if they all keep getting injured.
2: But I, I just don't understand why you attack te- what what has been seen as your driving force in midfield. Why you would then move him out? I know
1: joked time earlier, but I, I think there was probably a period of time when he was playing Fabinho and Henderson at centre half when actually probably could have played Fabinho and Phillips at centre half and, and and stuck. And yeah, you know, I don't I don't think he really gained that much by Henderson this, there. Was that not the this, game? And he clearly lost a lot by having. Henderson not in midfield and having to play whoever he but did. Do you? I mean, I
0: mean, do you think the result would have been any different? Because as far as I'm aware, the only game that we, they both played together was the City game, which was I think the
1: Well, I suppose the, thing, the question I would uh, uh, possibly, uh, I probably preview what I'm saying by, by, like, I feel quite sorry for Jurgen Klopp. I mean, he's had it like a really tough time of it this year. You know the story about like his mum's died. He wasn't even able to like go back to the funeral, was he? And you, know, I think there is like a personal story to it all that is kind of much more important than what Liverpool me. So I, I sort of feel sorry for. He must have had a terrible time of it in the last twelve months. I don't know how long his mum was ill for. But like he must have had a really bad time of it. But you do think Pep Guardiola does seem to have adapted City. To coronavirus, and you know, they played in a slightly less intense way. You think, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Klopp should have worked out a way of playing less intense. Maybe they should have trained, you know, are they they training as hard as they always have done? You know, is that a reason why they're all getting injured that they're all running to
2: the ground? I I did think this as well, like, not into like United's injury record. I mean, Mm. although it could be looked like. Has been relatively good this season. Yeah, City's injury record. So I, well, I'm going to be, What about? I don't know. I don't know. I know Liverpool. You're going to say the Pickford tackle on Van uh, Van Dijk and things like that. But there's been a lot of other injuries that have happened. So they can't. But, if,
0: but, but why is it always? why injuries always happen. Liverpool? There's nothing he can do. What you see saying? How can he, how can he know that Henderson's going to pull up with a hamstring injury? So, no, no, no but then, my point then, is the. Yeah, but then, but the but, so, so then. then you rest Henderson then. So who do you play centre half? So, like, but, but this is play it, Henderson this in the field. So you rest Henderson because he needs a rest. But then who do you play centre? No,
2: no, of
1: no
0: but
2: the point is to not getting to the situation in the first place.
0: Yeah, but if you didn't play him at centre, but then how? I don't. Well, we. I, what, how, how does that? Well, then how does that work? So. Gomez is injured on international duty. Matip was in. Matip's had two major injuries this year, both I think both from tackles. Um, there's not much you can do about that. Well, let
2: um, to be fair, you could obviously you the could Van observed,
1: You could have observed at the start of the season, well, two of our three centre halves are very injury prone. So, is it is is it wise so, to go with three centre? Who, who's very injured? Well, Matip and Joe and Gomez are always injured. Gomez has
0: only, Gomez has only ever been injured in tackles. He's not been injured when the tackle. The, the reason he was out for so long not wow. the year before, the year before we won the league. Rose, I, over the last few years, got, he must have missed a lot. Of be, yeah, but he, because he's because
1: he's defender because he got he got he got. Um,
2: I feel like, I feel like tackle, you're you're,
0: he, you're
1: telling me that Gomez doesn't get injured. But he, my argument is, he I is did not. I didn't say he doesn't get injured. It's not like it's not
0: like Matic, where he gets a, where he a, 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 the, the guy's made a glass.
1: He's United's equivalent to Eric by He's never fit. Right, well, in which and case, well, that, but... even okay then. So you go in. I would say you know at the start of the season, you think, well, we've got three centre halves, and one of them's always injured. You know that that is and likely to cause problems at some point. It, it, yeah. Well. But, yeah, but
0: at the same time, so they decided to go at the beginning of the season with Fabinho's being the fourth choice centre-half. You tell me, any any team ever in the Premier League that has had the first four choice centre-halves injured, two of them for the season? So, well, three of them now, for, and there were three of them, one of them for half a season. Yeah, no, it's unlucky. but There's, That's never never happened before. So then why so why would Liverpool then go and buy another centre-half? And then what would have mattered now anyway? Because they would have... To go out and buy center half yeah, because they would be injured again.
2: This is all part of the bigger argument that you're talking about. Your whole midfield's been injured as well. So how how the the, the 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 point is? Why are all these injuries happening to Liverpool, but they're not all happening to the 19 other clubs in I the Premier League? Apart from maybe Southampton. I don't. Southampton I, don't I don't know. But do you, do you think that do you think that Klopp's sending
0: them
1: out to get injured? No, I, I reckon he's probably training them as hard as he always no, as but this is this is
2: Simon's point. Yeah, like you said, like why, why is it that this is, and this season is an extraordinary season that Liverpool are suddenly seeing all these injuries because they didn't see them last season or the season before when Klopp was probably playing much more intense football? Why were they not happening then when it was normal and they could? But why is it why is it happening now when the season has changed dramatically? So has he not adapted things to actually suit the needs of the current year? do I, I, I don't Whereas know. Whereas the light Ill, and Maybe soul shower, and maybe. But you could say then we were out. top at Christmas. So then,
0: what, what, what changes does he need to make? Yeah, no, none of that.
2: And there's no, it, yeah, there's, no that, that's, anybody, that's,
0: there's no way anybody, there's no There's awesome. no, and like, there's no way anybody could have seen that this was going to be the way that it was going to work this season. There's no way that that clock could have changed. it. Look, he might have decided to play a different way, and then what? I don't know. I just think you. you I don't know. I just think that I, I think I just think people expect miracles at the minute. I, I'm not saying that Klopp's not faultless, and you there was an argument when I don't know when we got I don't know I don't know when you want to, when you want to call it. I mean, you, you wouldn't suddenly just change the formation because we got beat by Brighton. But I mean, against Manchester City, obviously it's slightly different. But then you've got a game that's got errors in it. You go to the Leicester game, you've got a game that's got errors in it. So that's not really formation, is it? That's just players making errors. So you wouldn't? Would you change your formation because the play because the play was making errors? This is the bit that I don't. I, like, the situation is is the situation. I don't know what but, more. But he,
2: but... The counter argument. The counter argument to everything is that Liverpool haven't been in this situation for two weeks. They've been in it for three, four months, haven't they? So why has Klopp not done anything to change like ten games? Have been yeah, but so you, would you? So, if, if, so you wouldn't look... Yeah, so what I'm saying is, it's not like what he's doing and persevering, what he's doing, is going well. It's going terribly. So is there not an argument to say Klopp should have been going, right, like you're saying about the change, I'm not saying necessarily about the change of formation, but the change of approach and going, it's not really working what I'm doing. Well, what, What? I don't know. I don't know what, put Henderson in midfield. Why not do that? Why not do that crazy idea of putting your captain where he, where he plays and where he got so the then, football right, his player of the so, year last season, the title winning season? So then who plays at centre-half instead
0: of in then? The ninth-choice centre-half and the eighth-choice centre-half?
2: Yeah, but then you might not have had... You, but the ninth-choice centre-half or the eighth-choice centre-half might have had ten Premier League games by now because they played and 10 Do you times. think the
0: score would have been any different if you'd have put a 17-year-old playing there
2: instead? Um, yeah but you're saying about the 17 year old playing at center half i'm talking about the football Writers player of the year last season playing at center midfield would that not have affected the game i don't i don't know maybe it would have i'm just i'm just saying to you there's there's only so many bot there's only so
0: many people that
2: yeah but that, that you know i i that, accept i accept you've got an injury crisis at center half I'm, i i get that i don't accept it's there but then i don't see sticking my best player well my the the player that was deemed the best player in the Premier League last season, changing his position, he's going to. He's he's suddenly helping. And it proved that it hasn't helped. And now he's injured. He can't do anything about it. But, I don't know. I I mean, if it was the other way around, like when Mourinho suddenly stuck McTominay at centre-half. And, I mean, he was a kid coming through. And we all knew he was a kid coming through. He was a central midfielder. And then he stuck him in a back three. We were slating Mourinho, saying, what is he doing? You didn't have four of your first choice centre-half out. No, but it's the same principle that you suddenly no. stick someone, out got somebody position, out of position don't you?
0: because there's other players that can play there. There's other. It's different when you've got other players that yeah. can't play there because they're kids. And I mean, when I'm talking about kids, yeah. you're talking about bringing a guy in who's not even been on the bench this year to play in games, to play in Leicester, to play in a Merseyside derby. It's a big risk for a, a team that need points.
2: And you take, <laughs> but, yeah, I, but he took a risk It hasn't worked. Well, that's what I'm saying. It hasn't worked for ten games now. That's two, three months. So, is there not an argument to say something needs to change? Otherwise, what you're going to be, you're going to be happy? Were you happy to continue the way you were going and pick up another eight points? I'm not saying that points. we were, but I don't know. I don't know that sticking
0: that. playing Anderson in, in an in the in midfield or putting him at at centre half really makes that much of a difference. Because no, I mean, if you then have to put a 17 year old lad in. Who was a, one of the seventeen-year-old lads who played the other day? Well, the, the other day when United scored six, then at the under, at under twenty-three level, then what does that translate to in the Premier League? Because that's what would have. That's
2: what. Have I mean, one of the big things you've always said about one of the big things you've always said about Henderson when he plays in that midfield is his ability to know when the fullbacks bomb on that he just slots in nice. Yeah, because three. he's got the world's best defender behind him. Another defender, John Gomez, is
0: one of the best young defenders in the, in in. in Britain England. He's got a six he's got a six next to him Fabinho, who's one of the best he's one of the best defensive midfielders in the world. He doesn't have to worry about what's going on behind him. But you're not telling me that you're not telling me.
2: No, 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 you're saying you're saying one of John Anderson's best qualities that when Liverpool were going forward, he slotted back up to let Alexander Arnold and Neil Robertson do their thing. Why, so if, he, if he's got the world's best defender behind him, why is he sliding in at all? Then we well,
0: still need to pre- three defend three play three players can't defend an entire team. We won't play three at the back and then seven up front.
2: You still have to... no. So what I'm saying is that instead, of, instead of, you have Jordan Henderson slot back into that back three anyway. What's the point in having him already there? Just have him in his midfield role. Let Alexander Arnold and Neil Robertson go, and then say, right, I'll I'll coach this 17 year old along.
0: You can't coach a seventeen-year-old at six, and you—you you might as well just play next to him. I don't know. No, no, I just—I just, I just, I just, I just, oh just think—I I just think this is—I just—I don't know. I don't know. What, I, don't know what, I don't know what anybody else expects. I don't I, look the, the the football has not been particularly bad, but the look with injuries—we've had players just completely bang out of form, and we've had players make mistakes. I mean, the, the mistakes from the City game, the mistakes from the Leicester game.
1: How oh, do I think you'll beat this um, I just, I, this Cabank guy to, to turn it around? It's a tough a tough spot he's found himself I, in, isn't it? Ball turn up on loan. Like, can, you, I, can you can you run our defence for us, mate? Well, that's it. I don't
0: I, <laughs> I don't know any. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I'm not saying that we've played. Uh, we're not saying that we've played badly because we haven't. But I don't know how. With the way that we play. I don't know how you would change how that we would play we can't play an extra we can't play anybody else extra at second half we can't change' going to go into a back three because we've got any back we haven't got anybody else we haven't got any defensive midfielders to play so we can't go really play with two at the back unless you play by an album there and then even then they're, they're not defensive minded players they're just players that keep the ball so I don't know I don't know how I don't know how it I don't know how you alternate or change or change the team around. To make it any different when we don't have those types of players, and that's the that's a bit that I, that's the bit that I don't get. And then you change how everybody else is playing, so then you basically have just reinvented the team in a, in the in, with absolutely little or no confidence. So I think if you ultimately decide to change the team after however long, it doesn't do much for the confidence. To say I think the right thing to do, which is what we have done, is when we've been ahead. So like the Leipzig game where. And um, we were ahead, and we brought uh, we brought attackers off. We brought different players on. We brought more defensive-minded players. We, they weren't put. They weren't bombing on all the time to do other things. I think that's the way that you you change. Well, the game. yeah. I mean, I think
1: that's. But I, at the I same would say time- I, a lot of. I think your defence of of what Liverpool's situation is, is to say, look, the current situation is a bit of a nightmare. There are no other options. What could we do? But what what I'm saying is. They shouldn't have got themselves into this situation. What was the things that could have been put in place six months ago at the start of the season to not end up in this situation? You know, were you alight at centre half? Did you adapt the
2: you way? Know, yeah, I, I. Could you could you assign the press? You summer? Manchester City have been playing like know, less intense,
1: a- less pressing football all season. That's clearly a conscious decision by Pep. And now we're in mid-February and, you know, actually they've got pretty much a full squad who are all fit and playing well. Whereas Liverpool have all been, you know, great. As, as per, they carried on at where they left off, but ran themselves into the ground and were, you know, top at Christmas and now and now, wheels have come off. Was that inevitable from the kind of intensity you played
0: But I don't necessarily think that we have been playing with the same intensity. There was enough... Like the front three don't press near as much, and that's that's not from like that's we're not talking from Christmas onwards. We're talking from earlier on earlier on in the year. I think when um, the the Villa game and there was a couple of games after that, they they'd shown that like they were just they weren't they weren't pressing as much, they weren't doing as much work in midfield as what they'd done before. Um, I, I if I, I don't I don't I don't honestly know. Um. I just think it's just been. It's just been. It's just been a really write off of a season. I don't know. Players have just dropped out of form. You could say that they've not been able to keep it going. Um, but the the, the teams I find it. It's difficult to say that the the team that was so strong chasing city. But when we finished second, for that team to have had that heartache to come back to what we did the year after and win the league, that that team's always been about mentality. to think about the game at Barcelona and for the team just to have completely. It's just it's just almost
2: impossible. I mean, for me, if I compared it to... If we, if, if we compared it to United and everyone got injured and then Solskjaer suddenly stuck Fred at centre-half, and then uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be annoyed. I'd, I'd be saying, well, there must be someone else at the club that could play centre-half, so Fred doesn't have to play there. And then the other thing, with, like, talk about the front three... There's no backup to yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, that's, because Origi that's, that's, doesn't that's, do it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, if if Rashford, Martial, and uh, Mason Greenwood, they played great last season, and then we didn't have anything else, like, we, 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 we were slate, like, with slate going, well, there's going to be a drop-off in form, so we bought We, we bought a job to and that's but, yeah, but that's what, one player, isn't it, for so a whole from th- three? How many? That's how not... many? How many players do you want to? How many? At least two. Well, I mean, for you t- <laughs> mean two for each? Two for each position.
0: Two for each position. So yeah. In, so in, in the in the video at the beginning of the year, you wanted to sign six players because we needed a backup left back. We needed another centre half, which we didn't sign. No, but then that's that's that's
2: that's not that's not a one. That's just crops not been at the club one season. No, I know, I know, he hasn't. So that's what I'm saying. You, so you, you don't have to do it in one one summer transfer. You can build the squad. So you're can't so you're,
0: you? so you're telling me last season that the season that we had last year, we thought we needed to build, rebuild the entire squad. We've always got built. Always got to build from a position. I mean, bottom. I'm not saying that, but you I watched the Monday you
2: Night Football. I'm not. To I'm not Jay, Jamie Carragher said that at the end of last season, Liverpool should have made in three three major signings to go into right, the Right. But we team. also we, the amount of money that the. That's Jamie Carragher. That that's the Liverpool right. legend. I, 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 I'm not, the look, I'm not saying team. I'm not
0: saying that he's not. I'm not saying that he's not right. But then you people have put that to, to Klopp and said that. Well, actually, well, there isn't there isn't the money to do, to go and do that. Do you know how much money we we out on transfer fees for Jota and Thiago this season? Well, not a lot. Thiago, Thiago wasn't on a free, free for twenty million pounds. Well, I know what? it's not. So that's why we in bought it. And we, only paid, and we only paid nine we only paid nine million pounds for Jota this year, and we sold wolves the left uh, we sold wolves the right back for it for nine million pounds. So we haven't paid anything for those players this year. Because we didn't know. It, did it? Well um, so so what well, I don't understand your point well, though. There is obviously isn't the money there to go and buy somebody. Well then you'd be looking at your owners, then wouldn't you? Well then that's this, but that's the situation that Klopp said with signing the centre half. We didn't sign a centre half. We only signed a centre half because they were all injured by the end of January. We didn't sign a centre half at the beginning of January when everybody said, "Oh, you need to find a centre
1: half." I think the trouble is the trouble is you know the opportunity came up to sign Tiago for twenty million. Who obviously on this show we always take the Mick out of him, but he's sort of widely regarded as being one of the best midfielders in Europe. Was brilliant at Bayern Munich. Twenty million pounds seems like a bargain. He sort of it was almost like, well, let, there's an opportunity to sign him. We just should we should just take that chance. But actually, what happened, was, but that was, that happened a little, as a result a little, of that is you reinforced the strong, you know, an area where you, were, you had actually a little bit of debt. And it meant that was money you couldn't spend signing an extra centre-half last summer who maybe you could have done done with or signing with signing an extra attacker you maybe could have done with.
0: So what, what attacker would we have signed for £5 million that would have come and made a difference? Well, I mean, Liverpool's success over
1: the last, you know, three or four years... Has been on unearthing gems in the transfer market when they signed. You know, how much did Salah cost? How much did Ever cost? And then the last few years, they've maybe ran out of luck a bit. You know, Minamino not good enough, Shakiri, not good enough. Yeah, you know, that and, and you know, that, that Liverpool's. You can't. I wouldn't, you can't tell them. I wouldn't send on.
0: I think the year that we were. I think look, last year and the season before that play plays at different points in the in the season made contributions the, the game we played the the game we played against Everton last year Shakiri and Origi started. it was a completely different it we, they, they slotted into a completely different team there was a completely different f- uh, air about the team i just think that you, you I, just, I, I just think you can't plan for everything something will ultimately happen throughout a season to say well actually that's the that's the situation where you just have to deal with it liverpool are dealing with it and uh, dealing with it in what they believe is the best way. I, I don't know. They, they, they see the players more than I do. But the, the, the Jota thing, on, that's on clock. You should never have played that game. You should never have played in the game that you didn't need to play in. That's ultimately where you go back to the Brighton game and the Burnley game when we needed we needed an extra attack on, earlier on in the season. I think we played West Ham and we were, we were awful at home. Um, and Shaqiri and Jota came on and changed the game. We ended up winning 2-1. That's what we needed against Brighton. That's what we needed against Burnley. And he wasn't available. Um, like I said, Origi's form was fine. Coming on, playing in the teams that we were playing in, or starting in the games, playing in with with what's going on behind him was fine. We could deal with that. But when you're counting on Divock Origi, carry the team forward, that's just not the player that he is. And that's ultimately what we've what we struggled with this year. Like you're saying, Salah's the top goal scorer, but Mane's dropped off. For, um, Firmino's dropped off. Um, Van Dijk's not scored as many goals. Robertson's not. Uh, Robertson and, and um, so, uh, Alexander-Arnold Alexander- hasn't got an assist uh, Alexander-Arnold has not scored any I don't think I think he scored one goal this year but I think he scored four uh, we've lost Van Dijk's aerial uh, attack from uh, uh, from defence Oxford Chamberley's not scored he's scored eight goals by this point last year so different players have just dropped out of form and most of them players are still you could still say they were played yeah I think the Minamino thing I think when Klopp said that when Klopp when he'd gone to Southampton he'd said that like he just ultimately it was just a height thing that's the reason why he wasn't playing. Origi Ar- played more than not because he, there was, we didn't have a, a real height at centre-half. So he, he, he couldn't play a team full of short players. Otherwise, he would have just been, we'd have just been letting in goals left, right and centre at corners. So Minamino's coming back. He's not sold him. There's no buyout clause. There's no contract to buy at the end of, at the, end of the summer for um, Samson to buy him. So he's coming back. Whether it works out or not, I don't know. Um, i think the biggest thing for us in in the summer is how bad it gets and whether players leave in the summer and what and, and what that looks like for the there's there's a difference between whether the players still believe in the project in the summer if we end up being eighth or ninth um no champions league football potentially no europe whatsoever um and, and what that and what the team looks like in the new year but i don't think i don't think at the end of this we probably needed to sign a center half at the end of the year and this team decided against that and I mean, nobody, nobody was screaming, Liverpool in the league if they don't sign a centre-half. At the end of October, they were, when they were all injured. But nobody at the start of the season thought, well, Fabinho can can, can play there if, if need be. Lovren didn't play that much the year before. I think, if anything, Lovren's first game that he started last season was when we got beat 3-0 Watford. So, it was a case of Liverpool ran with what they needed to run with. The, one of the biggest things Liverpool have always been talked about is when, when, when plan A doesn't work, what are you going to do? Can't break down the teams that play five at the back. Buying an extra attacker up front in Jota, buying Thiago, that was supposed to be the, the thing that would work. That was supposed to be the player that Liverpool could bring on. Potentially for, I don't know, for, for the six, if Liverpool needed the win or whatever. But for whatever reason, it's just not worked. They, they just don't, they're, they're not quite as confident as they were. The team's dropped off itself and I don't know I don't know what the plan was in the summer to do with, to, to, to buy who, who it is. Normally, there's, this, you kind of think that somebody will pop up in the summer. I, I don't. Cabac's I, not on a Cabac's only on loan for six months. I don't know whether I think he's got to make a huge improvement for for him to stay in the summer. But I, I don't know what the summer brings, I think a lot of it depends on, wh- on where we are. And the chances that one of Mane, Salah, or Firmino will probably will probably either go or be will probably be, be benched. But I would say that Jota would be playing every game at the minute instead of Firmino. So when he's he should have been like I said to you, I was expecting him to be back for the Spurs game. And it's now four weeks down the line. So whatever injury he had is obviously been compounded. And that's all on clock. he's like I said he should never have played that game. But we are where we are. We roll on to Sheffield United. That's not gonna be an easy game. Then we play Chelsea, not gonna be an easy game. So it is what it is. So I don't. I, Klopp's not at fault for this, and I, and like I said, I I'm I'm sorry, def, defending him to a degree, but I, I don't know how a f- change of formation would ultimately work with the with the players that we've got. We don't. There's a point in having two sitting holding midfielders. and We don't have any holding midfielders. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't, make, it doesn't make any sense. And there's there's only so many kids you can put in there. I think we play. I think he played one of the kids in a League Cup game earlier on this season. Um. And you could just tell that he wasn't he, he wasn't ready. And I also think, believe it or not, I think he was actually injured at the start of the season. I think there was a chance he could have played earlier on in the season he couldn't play because he was injured. <laughs> so, it is what it
2: is. Simon, let's move on. How about uh, one of the f- your former favourite managers? <laughs> Good old Jose. The wheels have come
1: off at Spurs, haven't they?
2: I think... They, surprise! Surprise! We're getting into the second season. We're seeing first fans getting rid of the
1: ones at the start of the season, weren't they? And they thought they'd they made the right decision. Discerning Manchester United fans know know how the Jose Mourinho story ends.
2: <laughs> you don't have to be discerning. You You're always going to come to this. You can be. You can <laughs> I could have asked I could have asked Claire what would happen so normally he reaches this
1: the stage of no. kind of midway through his third season after he's one year the Premier League but now now the sort of the, the cycle of jose is a lot faster so he comes in things go well for a bit then the, the wheels come off he gets increasingly angry at the players and just seems completely perplexed as to why they aren't winning the players get worse. He gets more angry at them. The players get worse. Eventually, he sacked Jose. That's how it goes. And 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 that's sort of the stage they're at now with him. And you know, he's throughout his entire managerial career. Once it started going wrong, he's never turned it around. So unless you know, the the only thing that sounds like it's going to save him is the fact that Spurs can't afford to sack him.
2: Uh, Yeah, uh, one of the... I mean, a few things that he said this week. Basically, that uh, there's a problem at the club that he can't solve. Yeah,
1: I bet bet when he was was negotiating his contract with Daniel Levy, I bet he didn't mention those problems he wouldn't be able to solve.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and then... So that's, that's not a great thing. So there's problems at the club that he can't solve, and then him and his coaching staff, his methods are second to none. So then you start thinking as a Tottenham fan, well, if there's problems at the club that he can't solve and he's the best that there is, what is going on at the club? Like, it, it it doesn't fill you with confidence going into the last 10 games of the season, does it?
1: Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to see how it's going to play out from here. And, you know, they'll they'll get to the summer and will some of the, the big players that are there want to hang around? I, I don't really know how, how it goes from here, man.
2: Well, there's a video, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's an old interview circulating of Harry Kane from three years ago. And it basically says, if we haven't won a trophy in the next three years, yeah, it'll be pretty hard to take. Which then makes you question, well, what's Harry Kane going to do in the summer? Because obviously Mourinho was brought in with the big, he will get, he will take Tottenham to that next level. Pochettino was this serial loser who could improve a team, but then Never actually won a won a cup or won a trophy, and Mourinho would come in, improve on the squad that got to the Champions League final last season, and take it to new heights and deliver a trophy for um, for Spurs. And obviously, the Europa League and League Cup are, are in still within grasp. But it'd be interesting to see if Spurs came away trophyless and missed out on the Champions League, what the likes of Son and then Harry Kane would actually think of their careers. No, it's a finite time. time. So,
1: I mean, currently at the moment, a perfect situation for me because I really like having Jose in the Premier League. I think it's good value, particularly when he starts exploding. You know, it gives you something to talk about. Um, but as much as I like Jose in the Premier League, I don't like him at my club. So um, I mean, at yeah. the moment, he's
2: exploding at a different club. It's yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, loved him when he was elsewhere and he was imploding. But as soon as he was at Manchester United, and you saw him, his bedraggled hair and his bags under his eyes, I thought, he's like, like he's the, the like the anti louis Suarez, isn't he?
1: Like, you know, you just enjoy him when he's not at your club, Josie. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Would you two take Kane? Yeah, would you it... two buy Would you two have Kane at United then? Yes, even with his injury record and their man,
2: their ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think you'd have not fit enough for enough games in the season. If you were offered Princey, uh, Ross get you Ross, if off. No, off not get
1: you him or Haaland who would you say? I... Haaland.
2: Because I think um, one of my big problems with Haaland was obviously Raiola but I think Solskjaer kind of I don't know if he's proved to be a bit astute like a bit a bit clever about dealing with Raiola really not getting involved with him and letting him spout his mouth off and then quietly going about things instead of reacting to clearly what Ray only wants you to do is react to whatever he says whereas Solskjaer hasn't really he hasn't really bit yet has he and took the bait and said anything so I, I, I mean Harlan's, he's a I mean I was looking yeah. at him the other day have you seen the kick he got the goal he scored with the scissor kick I was looking at him the other day and I was looking at him but I just thought you are a freak of nature you're like he's not human I I yeah, whoever gets in, what about season, um, you would go, you rather have Kane back. or Donny van der Beek?
1: <laughs> Sorry, I, oh, I well, should have done, asked a well, well, more well. serious question.
2: <laughs> Donny, I, don't know. I, 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 I was I was certain Donny van der Beek was going to start against Sossie, maybe this week, maybe this week. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that's gone on um, Chelsea have obviously played tonight they've won tonight away at Athletic Madrid which is a very good result for them 1-0 away uh, but the big thing um, Thomas Tuchel when he first came in started Callum Hudson bit and thought it could be the resurgence of Callum Hudson then at the weekend he brought him on as a substitute and then substituted him and then started him again tonight. He
0: did, he did play him at right wing back though didn't he I know he wants to play and a then- I don't know if I don't know if he quite wants to play right wing back.
2: Yeah, but then Tuchel at the weekend brought him off, and when asked why questions, said he was at, his attitude wasn't that. What are we? What are we thinking? It's a big about? deal to
0: call his attitude out.
2: Uh, this, yeah, and then starting the very next game. It's, it's a very strange one, isn't I mean, it?
0: Maybe I don't know. Maybe he thinks that's what he needs, and he's, I mean, he's obviously played tonight and and, and they won. So whether he's got a reaction out of him and and, and Hudson-Odoi's taking it in the right way but I mean it never we've just been talking about a manager questioning players attitude how that how that ultimately ends up um, working out but yeah I don't, I don't have know open. I mean if Chelsea carried on playing if Chelsea carried on playing wing-backs or has Marcus Alonso played every game or they played
2: hey, um, Alonso played tonight
0: but you would have thought you would have thought the team that started tonight would have ultimately been probably the best team you could have put out away at Atletico Madrid it is a great result, though. I would never, have th- I wouldn't have thought that. Um, I, would, I wouldn't have thought the Lampard would have got one nil away. At Atlético Madrid.
2: No, Tuchel is definitely a step up from um, Wasn't that hard, but yeah, they played a three at the back tonight. Chelsea. Um, I mean, the goal isn't Olivier Giroud overhead kick VAR special. If if no one's seen it, it's well worth a watch. But yeah, a great result from them. Really, be interesting to see. Obviously, I mean Chelsea. talking about Chelsea. United have got Chelsea at the weekend, Simon, which we didn't mention when we talk about what. Yeah, you, what you? Well, look, Chelsea, like you say, Chelsea that. have
1: improved under Tuchel. United had a fairly stumbling victory against Newcastle last weekend. Martial's out of form. Yeah, weighing it up, I'd, I'd probably come seven 0 Man United, I reckon. Are you, are you not, <laughs> do you,
0: is United's Europa League game this no, week no, or next, it next week. week? Oh, is it
2: this week? Oh, sorry, yeah.
0: this
2: oh, week?
0: Right. sorry so you, I don't know. Is it not this
2: week? I oh, so am pretty sure it's this because I'm pretty sure this is how the Europa oh, League are yeah, right, in the you are right. yeah, yeah round. They play one get they play the games over one week instead of two like the four weeks that the Champions League do. So they yeah, so, there's
0: in. a three week break between the Champions League games because Liverpool don't play their second game until the tenth and um, Chelsea played this uh, week, City played last week. So,
2: As I've watched uh, the Chelsea game on in the background while I've been doing the podcast, on the BT website, if you watch it on the BT website, you go on all the controls, you, you can obviously go back to any key events. One of the buttons next to the, the like, timer bar, it says, when you hover over it, alternate timeline. Now, I want to know does that just like completely change <laughs> the score and the result if you press it? Like it takes you to an alternate world. And all of a sudden, every chance that's got an inch wide, something goes an inch Phil in. Phil Jones. Game six, in. Five, something.
0: That'd
2: be a great thing. That's the expected <laughs> yeah. goals game. That's the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the 3 3 Mank, 1 3rd podcast. Give it a like, give it a share, and let us know what you think on Twitter at Mank3. That's at M-A-N-C-T-H-R-E-E. And keep listening for more new podcasts every week.